is up? Fellow IDP enthusiasts, I am Mike Wollert. Yes, this is the Miked Up IDP podcast, where it is all about the IDP. We're talking individual defensive players, no diva quarterbacks, no diva wide receivers, the running backs, they don't matter. It's all about the defensive tackles, edge rushers, the big hitting linebackers, and ball hawking defensive backs. It's been a while. I apologize. I know it's been a while in between episodes. Just one of those things life just kind of catches up to you and you just kind of got to deal with it head on but we are here or i am here uh we are hit we have hit double digits this is episode 10 and i'm continuing on with our divisional breakdowns uh this episode we're headed to the nfc east overall a pretty quiet off season uh for the nfc east but there was some movement we're going to talk about so let's get right to it First up, we're talking Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have a bit of a new look. Gone is Jason Garrett, in is Mike McCarthy, and McCarthy has brought in Mike Nolan as his new defensive coordinator. Um, While they're probably still going to deploy a 43 base, they are going to show multiple looks and different coverages that they never really tried or showed under Rod Marinelli. Uh, So there's also a possibility where they're also going to put in some 3-4 principles as well, but I still do think they're going to be a uh, a base 43. Uh, On defensive line, they were a bit vanilla, but I do think they're going to have to get more aggressive. Uh, They did lose Robert Quinn to the Chicago Bears, um, and really the Cowboys didn't really dole much cash out in the offseason, um, and as of now, really didn't dip toe, dip their toes much in the free agency waters, even though there are some big names still available, and it was a real Dallas move bringing in Alden Smith. Yeah, that Alden Smith. He, you know, I think the last time he played a down of football, uh, Force Awakens hadn't even been released yet. So I think that was way back in, in winter of 2015. I guess if you could say there is a bright spot. He's reunited with Jim Tom Sula, uh, who did coach him through uh, the first four seasons of his career. So, um, you know, we can talk about a refreshed love of the game, confidence. But we really have no idea how he's going to perform on the field. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is still the anchor of this defense, uh, defensive line. He was battling through some some shoulder injuries, and they did also add Gerald McCoy uh, and Don Terry Poe. Uh, I think the linebacker group is pretty set in terms of their depth. They're going to have Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Those two are locked down as three down linebackers. Um, I think the big move here, something noteworthy is that uh, Vander Esch is moving to man the middle. Uh, Smith is going to move towards uh, the weak side, probably run a little bit more outside. You know, but really these days, the designations like Mike, uh, weak side, really doesn't matter much. Like I said, it's going to be the alignments. Um, if the Cowboys do run th- more 3-4 looks, um, I do think Smith is going to get more pass rush opportunities. So that's certainly going to increase his IDP value. He's going to be able to get to the quarterback. And although Dallas may not run too many 34 looks uh nolan should capitalize on smith's strengths jalen had 75 pass rush snaps last season so it is possible he could hit 100 this season vanderesh says he's 100 percent after undergoing neck surgery he's going to wear probably one of those neck rolls but you know he says he's 100 percent. so i think the good sign is that he didn't land on the any of the pup list so i think that's a that's definitely a good sign like the defensive line, their secondary in 2019 ran a lot of vanilla coverages as well, uh, running mostly cover one and, and some cover three, deploying a safety deep. Uh, they lost Byron Jones, and even though he didn't turn the ball over much, 
he was tough to complete a ball on and just gave up three touchdowns last season. So that's a that's a big loss to the secondary. Dallas hopes to get a little bit more turnovers uh, as they did add haha Clinton Dix. He's had fewer than three picks just once in his career at safety. So I think Nolan uh, by bringing in a little bit more pressure on those first and second downs, they're they're hoping to lead, uh, hoping to cause more turnovers. So in the secondary, so it's, that's the thing, you know, see ball, get ball, go get ball, turn the ball over. Um, in terms of the targets from an IDP standpoint, Demarcus Lawrence, um, I think is is definitely in line for a nice bounce back season. He's one of my top targets at defensive end, and I'm trying to buy him low. Um, even though he had five sacks, he did have a high win rate uh, and was facing a lot of double teams. He's you know he had an impact on the quarterback, which is what you want out of your defensive end. Uh, he produced a, a near 13% QB pressure rate. So again, I'm looking for a bounce back 2020 and return to double digit sacks. Uh, I have him among. Um, uh, my top 10 defensive lineman this season. So he's someone you can almost wait on. And if, you know, if some of those top guys like Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, those guys are going really early. Um, I think you can sit back and I think you can nab Demarcus Lawrence as, as your first defensive lineman. And I do think he'll be in good shape. In terms of, of Alden Smith, I don't know if I have really any interest in him yet. I mean, if if you're in a in a deep deep draft where you're going 30, 35, 40 rounds, he, he'll probably just, he can probably be worth a, a late flyer like that. Um, but I think another name to keep on your radar will be Durant's Armstrong. Um, he's going to need to step in and play some snaps with Robert Quinn gone. I will say he didn't light the world on fire, had a 6% pressure rate, but I think, uh, you know, he's going to get some volume this season. Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch are your are your two linebacker targets, and they're actually a duo that I think you can own both and start on a weekly basis. Like I said, Vander Esch um, says he's over his, his neck issues and feels great. Jalen's coming off a 140 tackle season, due mostly in part with with Vander Esch's absence, but I think both are, are both have 130 tackle upside. Both produce elite tackle rates in the 13% range and are solid points per snap producers. So both should be productive on the field as those three down linebackers. Uh, in terms of the secondary, I'll be honest, I'm not really enamored with anyone in the secondary. I mean, I think haha, Clinton Dix, you can get as a DB3. Doesn't provide many laughs or tackles. Hasn't had a 100 tackle season since 2015. Um, like I said, from an IDP standpoint, maybe take a flyer as a DB3 and maybe a big play heavy scoring format. But those are really the the targets that I'm looking for um, uh, from the Dallas Cowboys. Up next, we're going to talk the New York Giants. Uh, again, the Giants are shaping up to deploy a 34 base, but I do think Patrick Graham and Joe Judge are going to run a lot of nickel and dime packages, but they are still going to have that 34 base. Graham is a Bill Belichick disciple, so he's going to run various fronts and looks to just you know keep uh, those opposing f- offenses honest on their feet. Uh, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are, are shaping up to bookend Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, the defense leaned really, actually pretty leaned heavily on Lawrence in his rookie year, uh, and he was one of their better defenders. I mean, he shifted in on the interior. He aligned on both the right and the left on the interior, and he also played some zero tech, uh, which is a nose tackle. So he was pretty versatile on the defensive line. At linebacker, you know, last season they were dealing, working with guys like Alec Ogletree. He was their snap leader, Ryan Connolly, David Mayo. But this year they uh, they made a splash at free agency uh, and brought in former Green Bay Packer 
tackle machine, Blake Martinez. Smart downhill tackler. I mean, he's going to be a three-down guy. He's probably going to call the plays. They also brought back Marcus Golden. So I think he is going to help along with that defensive line. He's going to help, uh, I think, Blake Martinez get clean uh, and into the backfield. But Golden is going to provide that pass rush. Um, had a nice double-digit sack season last year. So he's, he was a pretty important piece to bring back. Uh, the Giants got better at safety. Uh, their corner situation is still just a, a bit of a mess. It's a secondary you're going to want to target your offensive guys against, but we're not talking about offense. We're we're talking about defense here. So uh, I think Xavier McKinney was drafted to be the the Landon Collins box replacement. If you look for my work on four for four, especially um, the rookie, you know how high I am on Xavier McKinney. If you've listened to my rookie podcast, uh, I think Xavier McKinney is going to have a a big role right out of the gate. James Bradbury was brought in to be a stopper on the outside at corner, and DeAndre Baker may not play another down with the Giants due to his current legal issues, and I do believe Sam Beal has opted out. So in terms of the corners, they're going to be just throwing everybody out that they possibly can. Um, In terms of the targets, um, defensive line, Giants lack an elite pack, uh, an even above average pass rush. So really on the defensive line, I'm not really targeting anybody from the Giants uh, in, in IDP leagues. At linebacker, definitely targeting Blake Martinez. He's the guy I'm I'm keying in on. Again, elite tackle rates, solo tackles. I think he's going to have a little bit more impact on the line of scrimmage. Might even see some blitzes. So I think he's, again, top five linebacker. Uh, I'm also going to let the first few weeks of the season kind of dictate and let me know who's going to play alongside Martinez. Um, if I was going to... Take a guess. I think it's going to be David Mayo. I mean, he re-signed a three-year deal. Connolly's still banged up, and I think he's got a leg up on him. Uh, Mayo appeared in just under 60% of the snaps, but really just, I mean, he recorded a, a near 8% tackle rate. So not someone I'm really targeting, but, you know, if he gets the snap volume, he'll uh, he'll appear on my IDP radar for sure. Like I said, in the secondary, I really like Xavier McKinney's spot here. Um, and like I said, if you've listened to the IDP Rookie Podcast or, or read my DB article, you know I love McKinney. Kind of plant my flag on him, and I think he plays a big role. Uh, he played around 62% of his snaps at Alabama in the box or the slot. So I think the Giants are just going to need to take advantage of his of his versatility and just kind of play him everywhere um, with, with all the warts in their secondary. Uh, Jabril Peppers, I don't mind. I think he's being drafted among uh, the top eight DBs. I don't really want him as my DB1. I prefer him as a DB2. You know, drafting him alongside someone like Jordan Poyer, Harrison Smith, or Keon O'Neill, I think is ideal. Among the top eight DBs, I'd certainly take him over Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to still continue to play up in the box, kind of be that box safety, maybe playing alongside Blake Martinez if uh, if the linebackers come off the field. So, so those are my targets for the Giants. Next up, we're going to talk Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jim Schwartz enters his fifth year as uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator. So there's consistency. You know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go get after the quarterback. There are some changes. There are some changes. Uh, Gone are Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham. Uh, But they did bring in a a solid cover corner with Darius Slay. Their defense was strong against 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends. And even when they were running base and nickel, they were still considered a a top 10 defense. So like I said, with Jim Schwartz, it's a consistent group. You know exactly what what you're going to get. 
Uh, on the defensive line, they added to an already solid unit, bringing on Javon Hargrave to play alongside Fletcher Cox. So his play really gets kind of lost in the shadows of Aaron Donald. He's really one of the top defensive tackles in the league. If Malik Jefferson returns to health, you know, you got a, a nice three-man rotation, one of the best interior lines in the league. Uh, those rotations are going to be nightmares for opposing defensive lines. In the past, they take one of those uh, off the field, bring in an edge rusher, but Jackson could shift outside on certain packages um, as he does have experience uh, as a defensive end, but in a 34. But it does look like Jim Schwartz can kind of deploy three defensive tackles, uh, and we know Brandon Graham is is a pressure monster. Uh, Derek Barnett last season contributed a career high six and a half sacks as a pass rush specialist. Just Sweat coming off of an injury in his rookie year, uh, did play all 16 games in 2019, is looking to make that third-year leap. Eagles uh, lost a veteran in Nigel Bradham to the Saints recently, so as of now, top guys are shaping up to be Nate Gary and TJ Edwards, and although this core doesn't really have a household name, there's a lot of speed. They drafted speed guys. A lot of their rookies, like Davian Taylor, all posted sub 4 so they're going to be able to get to the ball. Uh, Davian Taylor was a third-round pick, so I think he's going to be in the mix. Uh, the Eagles played dime 25% of the snaps, but given the depth at linebacker, we could see a jump there. You know, the the linebacker group though is kind of like the uh, it's kind of like Hawkeye within the Avengers. They got talent, they got speed, but it's a weak group and one injury, they're done. So it's it's definitely a a shaky group. I think the secondary got a little weak uh, with Malcolm Jenkins. He was just that that veteran presence, that leadership. Uh, he had heads back to the big easy so there's a big void at safety however uh when looking at that when looking at the secondary schwartz kind of like captain america near the end of end game kind of beaten up and just when he thinks all is lost higher roseman in his ear is like hey on your left and in comes darius slay from one of those doctor strange time holes so i think he is definitely going to be a key addition in the secondary who i think he can definitely help turn the ball over uh i think the eagles are going to run more man coverages so i also see the the dbs as more jack of all trades masters and none though when it comes to running in sub packages and i think schwartz uh, is just going to use everyone everywhere although i do think uh, Nickel Roby Coleman is going to man that slot in the nickel packages. I mean, his name's Nickel. Why wouldn't he play nickel packages? He's like Hulk when taking on the the, the snap in the Infinity Gauntlet. He was, he was born for the role. His name's Nickel. He's going to play nickel packages. Jalen Mills is potentially moving over to strong safety, uh, but I do think there's going to be some sort of a, a competition competition between Jalen Mills, Will Parks, and uh, and their rookie safety, Kevon Wallace. Uh, in terms of the targets, I think I'm locking in on Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and, and Javon Hargrave. Cox and Hargrave are guys I'm targeting as as DL3s. Defensive tackle require leagues. Fletcher is a a DT1. Hargrave is a DT2. Graham recorded his fourth consecutive season of 65 or more QB pressures, generated a 12.8% pressure rate last season, and I still think he's a DL3. I mean, is this the year that he's finally going to reach double-digit sacks? Um, He's been close. He just needs to convert a few of those hits into into sacks. But I still have no problem with Brandon Graham as, as a DL3. Uh, in terms of the linebackers, um, I do think Nate Gary is going to be a, a three-down guy. Um, and I think T. 
TJ Edwards, just based on his experience last season, I think he's going to get the role uh, opposite Gary. They did bring in Jatavius Brown, but he's out, uh, just entered the, the retired list. So I didn't think he was going to make the roster anyway. So with Jatavius out, I think it's going to open up some snaps for Davion Taylor. But I do think Nathan Gary and, and TJ Edwards are going to be your targets here for the Eagles. Uh, Darius Slay, you know, he, he has a reputation for being a shutdown corner, but he is getting thrown at. He's been thrown at 187 times over the last two seasons. But after recording eight interceptions in 2017, he has just five over the last two seasons. So uh, last season, you know, making and is making a play uh, on the ball nearly 19 percent of that time because of those numbers. I think that puts him in in that CB2 range. I'm hoping he can he, he can kind of return to 2017 form, not predicting eight picks, but I'm hoping for five to six. Next up, we have the Washington football team. Yes. The Washington football team. Uh, it's going to take some getting used to, but uh, it's it's the football team. But other than that, uh, the big move was the addition of Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, and they're going to transition to a 43 base. So I think that's definitely good news for the defensive linemen. Also, some of the, the news that came out was that Reuben Foster was activated from the PUP. So that certainly shows that he's pretty close to 100% from, from a torn ACL. Injuries aside, he does have some off-field uh, issues and some areas of concern. There is a difference, though, between him and Darius Geis. Uh, Foster had already been cleared by the NFL. He's two years removed from his last incident. Incident Charges were dropped. Uh, he's gone through the process, and, and according to Coach Rivera, he's doing things the, in quotes, right way. But even having said that, there's really no guarantee that he really regains his form and play from his San Francisco days, uh, or even really has a significant role in this defense as of yet. So uh, he's again going through the process. You know, he'll join a group of, of John Bostic, Cole Holcomb, Thomas Davis, who is a Ron Rivera guy, Kevin Pierre Lewis, Bostic, and Sean Dion Hamilton are the inside guys. So I think the other guys, like I said, Holcomb, uh, Davis, are all going to be battling over you know for a three down role. Um, I do like what Holcomb brings to the defense and, and saw significant snaps as a rookie. You know, he had 718 snaps. So it, it's certainly not a, a linebacker group that is going to uh, set the world afire. It's still a very weak group. Uh, but Washington is loaded up front. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis. Uh, they added Chase Young in the draft. And with that transition from a 34 base to a 43 base, Kerrigan and Sweat should get that DL edge designation on most platforms, which certainly ups their IDP value. Uh, the rotations are, are going to be headaches. Uh, this is a top 10 pass rush unit, so hopefully they can cause some turnovers. They're definitely going to get creative with their pass rushing and their rotations um, and definitely put those guys in line for one-on-one for -on -one matchups. With Rivera, the Panthers ran quite a bit of zone coverage uh, under Rivera, and of course, that's where Washington struggled last season. Uh, I think Landon Collins is still going to play up near the line of scrimmage. Uh, Ronald Darby is, is okay in man coverage, struggles everywhere else. Kendall Fuller is a versatile corner or a versatile defensive back. He can play all over. He can play safety um, and he can play a, a cornerback in and outside. So, you know, Fuller it might be asked to do quite a few things. Uh, in terms of the targets on on the, the Washington football team, the defensive line, 
Uh, I think the entire defensive line is is a target in some sort of fashion. Uh, you do have, like I said, yeah, Matt Ionetis, Ryan Kerrigan, Allen, Montez Sweat. Um, they were top four pressure creators. Um, and then you had Chase Young to the mix. I like Kerrigan as a bounce back candidate this season. 2019 was the first time he failed to hit seven and a half sacks since his rookie year. Still generated a pressure rate of over 12%. Just didn't get the, just didn't produce as many QB hits as the years past. Uh, Montez Sweat is a second year breakout candidate. So I really like him as a potential DL2 3. Uh, Chase Young definitely has 10 plus sack upside in his rookie year because I think both Sweat and Young can hit the 600 snap mark uh, with Kerrigan just kind of tailing behind. Uh, linebacker, I'm assuming Ron, Thomas Davis gets the bulk of the snaps just because of his familiarity with Ron Rivera. Uh, outside of Davis, I do like Holcomb's upside, and I think that's from that he comes out with with no bias. And even as I read that, yeah, it's completely contradictory to what I said about Thomas Davis. Yeah, I know, but I think he'll pick the best players, and and I do think Holcomb gets the nod, and I think he's a late round flyer towards the end of your draft. Uh, in terms of the secondary, I'm just targeting Landon Collins. And for me, you know, that's really it. If you're in a CB required league, maybe Darby, maybe Kendall Fuller. But uh, but in terms of, of a guy that I think is going to produce, yeah, it's definitely Landon Collins. Uh, versatile safety, he can play anywhere. Uh, spent over 800 snaps up on the line as the box safety uh, or as a corner, either on the slot or even outside. Um, ended up producing an elite 11.1% tackle rate. Uh, which resulted in 117 tackles. So he's an elite fantasy points producer. So in terms of the targets for Washington, that's it. Those are my targets there. And that is the the NFC East. Pretty simple division. Uh, you know, the guys that I like, I think, are, are in really good spots to produce for, for IDP leagues. So like I said, those are my IDP targets. So that will wrap things up for episode 10. Again, apologize for the delay and the, the length in between episodes. Just like I said, just one of those things. Life just kind of got in the way. Um, but I do have new content over at 4 for 4. All of my breakouts, linebackers, defensive line, defensive backs are available. Also just released uh, my projected three down linebackers. So definitely be sure to check that out over at four for four. And as always, we are just cranking out content. Uh, John Paulson has his wide receiver sleepers values and targets, which is always a great read. Um, Alex Galhar has five overvalued wide receivers and busts. Also Paulson has his quarterback sleepers values and targets. We also have uh, perfect drafts depending on your draft spot and your platform that you're using. Uh, Eric Moody also has eight bounce back players to target in your fantasy drafts and second-year running backs and wide receivers to target. So go ahead, check out 4 for 4, all of our content. Like I said, got my uh, breakouts, uh, my projected uh, three-down linebackers, and always updating rankings. So that is it for episode 10 of the Miked Up podcast. Thank you again, as always, for reaching out, wondering when the next episode is. So again, thank you for listening. And you stay classy, IDP Nation. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.